You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Monday, kicking off a week's worth of podcasts here. Today is the national title game. Most people are focused on that, but the Pelicans played two games over the weekend, a win over the New York Knicks, and then a pretty bad loss to the Boston Celtics. We'll break down both the good and bad from the weekend in both of those games. And then it is a game day. I can't imagine uh, everyone's going to be watching this one, but the Pelicans still do play tonight. Uh, final game of a three-game road trip taking on the Detroit Pistons. They're dealing with some injuries. The, the Pelicans are. I'll give you the updates on that. We'll touch on the week coming up because this has potential, should be, a very big week for your Pelicans as they get, I don't know, this guy named Zion back onto the court, most likely at some point. Um, you guys may have heard of him at some point in the past as well. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. It's a Friday night nationally televised game. The Pelicans took on the New York Knicks. Maybe not the matchup ESPN thought they were getting to start with. This ended up being a 123-111 win over the Knicks for your New Orleans Pelicans. Their 14th win on the season. And this was a good one. Despite some uh, unpleasantness maybe with Derek Favors getting injured and having to leave the game. Being listed as questionable to return with a hamstring. Um, he didn't come back in there which is disappointing to see. But overall for being without favors and Drew Holiday in this one, you had to feel pretty good about what went on. In the backcourt, starting Lonzo Ball, 15 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. He continues to play pretty well. He didn't have the best shooting night, but made three threes in this one. Derek Favors in limited minutes after he left with that injury. 2 points, 6 boards on the night, so making an impact there on the glass. Brandon Ingram, excellent in this game. 28 points, 9 assists six rebounds I talked about his assist numbers the other day on the show here and you're still seeing that come up big again he had 11 against the Bulls now nine against the Knicks that's impressive and you're seeing him get double and triple teamed at times and the second he touches the ball there are people kind of charging out at him the league has taken note of how good of a scorer he's been and they're trying to take it away from him he's still able to go out and score evidenced by the almost 30 points in this one but he's now being able to use those mismatches those two guys coming at him the double teams and being able to create for others because of it this isn't a knock on Anthony Davis, but we never saw this really when he was here. At times, you'd see a four or five assist game for him, but never, you know, consistently pulling in seven, eight, nine, which he could have been doing given he was double and triple teamed at times. I say could have been doing, but he's a big. He's not a passer. He's not being expected to pass either. Brandon Ingram in this kind of point forward role playing the three, well, yeah, you expect him to move the ball a little bit more, and he's recognizing when these doubles are coming towards him, and he's moving the ball and dishing to his teammates, and it's just creating easier shots for them. He's been awesome being able to move the rock and be the facilitator and basically be another point guard out there on the court. 
Josh Hart starting in place of Drew Holiday. 13 points on the night. 10 rebounds, 3 assists. He was 3 of 7 from deep. Ingram, by the way, 5 of 9 from deep. So threes were raining down from New Orleans in this one. J.J. Redick, 12 points on the night. 2 of 4 from deep. 4 of 10 from the field overall. But it was the young guys uh, of Jackson Hayes and Nikhil Alexander-Walker who really stood out to you in this one. Nikhil, 9 points on the night. 4 assists. 3 of 7 from deep. 3 of 8 overall, basically looking to just bomb away. Wasn't being as aggressive as he could have been, but that shot was falling. That's valuable. He's still moving the ball just enough, getting 4 assists from this one as well. Um, And then Jackson Hayes was stellar. 18 points on the night. 10 rebounds. Rebounding has been a problem for him, but he went out and grabbed boards like just there wasn't other people out there. And really, when you look at the Knicks, despite having a plethora of power forwards, none of them quite have the size and the height that Jackson Hayes does. They have the bulk, but they don't have the the height on him. And he's able to grab boards over a lot of those guys. New Orleans shot poorly from the free throw line in this one. They shot under 53%, 9 of 17. And they shot better from the field than they did the free throw line. That is very, very rare that that happens, showing you kind of what a weird game it was in this one. New Orleans just basically built a lead and then maintained that lead. They got the lead in the first quarter and then kept building on that just a little bit at a time till eventually they were up by as many as 18. This is a good victory, just being better than the opponent for the entirety of the game and consistently pulling away just a little bit. It was nice to see a pretty complete game for New Orleans despite the Derek Favors injury, which we have a bit of an update on. I'll give that in the third segment, and hopefully he won't be out too long. Remember at one point when we were talking about the Knicks as a trade partner for Anthony Davis? Really glad that didn't come to fruition. It would have been built around Mitchell Robinson, Kevin Knox, maybe Alonzo Trier. Mitchell Robinson in this one from Chalmette, 12 points, 4 rebounds, that's it. Kevin Knox, 5 points on the night. Alonzo Trier was 0 for 2 for 0 points. Now that trade would have involved some draft picks as well. And RJ Barrett, the third overall pick for the Knicks, 16 points on the night, 5 of 15 shooting from the field, 1 of 4 from deep, but did grab 9 rebounds. Former Pelican Alfred Payton, 7 for 17 from the field, which is bad for him. 7 assists, 6 boards, 15 points. Nice to see him doing well and in the starting lineup. And Bobby Portis for the Knicks didn't hurt anybody. That's probably the best news on the night for your New Orleans Pelicans. Just a good, solid overall win against a pretty bad opponent. This is exactly what they should have done. They did. We should be happy about that because they haven't done this all season long. So we'll get into the next game here in just a minute. The loss to the Boston Celtics. We're not going to talk about it the exact same as we just did the win over the Knicks. Not at all. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked to You, uh, Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by Echelon Fit. To get fit in 2020, you don't have to join a gym or pay a ton for overpriced fitness equipment. The best way to get in the best shape of your life is with Echelon. Go to echelonfit.com to discover their EX1 connected fitness bikes that offer high quality at home cycling experience at less than half the price of Peloton. Echelon makes beautifully engineered products for everybody, busy moms and dads, first responders and elite athletes, whatever your activity level. And with daily live and on-demand studio classes right in your home, you'll never have to step 
step foot in a gym. You'll love Echelon, and if you aren't 100% satisfied, they will give you your money back. Join the hundreds of thousands of men and women who are getting fit with Echelon. Don't pay a ton for Peloton. Buy an Echelon bike today for under $1,000. Go to echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. That's echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A to learn about their limited time, free Apple iPad, and complete details of this exclusive offer. Echelon, it's your time. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. Echelonfit.com slash L-O-N-B-A. So on the second night of a back-to-back, the Pelicans traveled to Boston to take on the Celtics in... Not the best game. Derek Favors out with the hamstring. Drew Holiday still out with that elbow contusion. J.J. Redick not playing in this one either. And still no Zion Williamson. That is four starters from the expected opening night starting lineup that are out. That is a lot uh, of guys. Or I guess three starters from that. Four if you really want to make J.J. Redick a starter when he's been most of the year. So basically a ton of guys out for New Orleans. So you could kind of look at this one as more or less just a scheduled loss and move on with your night Saturday night. And I don't blame you if you did. I watched the game though. It was fun for the first half of the first quarter maybe before really getting out of hand. The Pelicans fall um, by 35 points, 140-105 to the Boston Celtics. Boston won the first quarter 41-24, to and that was basically all she wrote in this one. By the numbers, Josh Hart still in the starting lineup, 7 points, 9 assists, 2, sorry, 7 points, 9 rebounds, 2 assists. Brandon Ingram, not really trying a ton and not having much luck shooting the ball whatsoever. He shot under 30% on the night. 16 points, 5 assists. Uh, three rebounds and five turnovers. Jackson Hayes had a good showing in terms of scoring the ball. 20 points on the night in 25 minutes. Did this on 13 shots. Went to the line five times. Only hit two of them, but only grabbed two rebounds. Was just getting outworked. The timing wasn't there. He still struggles on the boards, even though he's been getting some double-digit rebound games. He's not quite an elite or even necessarily good rebounder just yet. This game kind of exposed him in that one. But also, you don't really have a lot of other guys out there to really do much help or provide much help for you. So what does it really say? Each one more into the starting lineup in this one. Ten points on the night. He made two threes. Lonzo Ball coming close to a triple-double. Um, a quiet triple-double. Ten points. 13 rebounds, 9 assists on the night, 2 of 7 from deep, 4 of 12 from the field overall. Basically just continuing a rough shooting game for the Pelicans. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 5 points in this one, 2 of 10 from the field. Wasn't great shooting, but you know who was, was Frank Jackson. 9 of 18 from the field, 4 of 10 from deep. I think he hit 4 straight at one point from deep. 22 points on the night, 2 assists for him, uh, and also a block. So he was getting it done in other ways, but he can be that scorer off the bench, and we've seen him get hot at times. He was in this one. This was an opportunity for him to try and make a claim for more rotation minutes. Going out and putting up 20 points, definitely the way to go about that. Sorry, 22 points. So nice to see from him. Nicolo Melli getting almost 20 minutes worth of action in this one, hitting the 1-3 he took. Seven points, five rebounds, two assists for him. And you also saw Jaleel Okafor out there, eight points, four boards for him. So, yeah, that adds up to 105 points, which was not enough to get it done. Not when you have Jason Tatum scoring 41 points in three quarters of action. He didn't play in the fourth. They didn't 
need him to do it at all. Gordon Hayward, 19 points. Jalen Brown, 13. Kemba Walker with 17. And then Inez Cantor off the bench, 22 points, 19 rebounds. He gave a guy like Jackson Hayes a lot, a lot of trouble in this one. Overall, we weren't expecting the Pelicans to win this game. I wasn't even necessarily expecting it to be close, and I don't mind kind of the final score uh, being what it was. However, at times, you did see a lack of effort and drive from these guys on the offensive side. Same on the defensive side, too. You never saw this under Monty Williams, where they just really weren't caring, even when they were overmatched and not good. We've seen that more so here with Alvin Gentry. Again, this is not a knock on Gentry. What are you supposed to do when you have four guys, four key guys out, and you're playing a very, very good Boston Celtics team? But it was still kind of disappointing to see them quit a little bit and just didn't seem into it whatsoever um, from the start. Guys who had something to prove definitely did, like Frank Jackson, Jackson Hayes, and even Josh Hart wanted to go out and play hard. But overall, they kind of seemed like they just didn't care in this one. It's not great. That's not what you want to see. And that's a little bit disappointing overall to see in, uh, from the team. But again... What are you supposed to do in a situation like this? Like, I'm not going to hold this against them, but still, I don't know, maybe a little more effort would have made me feel a little bit better about the game overall. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans, not in the Crescent City. There's another big game here in the Crescent City. We won't touch on that one a little bit, but I'm going to recommend you give something a listen coming up here in a moment. Um, but before we get to that game, don't forget, we've got the Pelicans official Twitch show on the fly coming back January 16th. That's this Thursday, a couple days from now. We're going to be live, hopefully, before the Pelicans tip off their game against the Utah Jazz. Who knows? Maybe we'll be getting maybe a special appearance from someone on the show. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe Zion, something like that. Not on the show, but maybe in that game. I don't know for sure yet. Um, but you might see him out on the court that night. That would be cool. But don't forget, on the fly, the Pelicans official Twitch show. We can take your questions live on there, and we will do so. So go to twitch.com slash pelicansnba, twitch.com slash pelicansnba, and make sure you follow. So it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they travel up to Detroit to take on the Pistons. I'm sure everyone's going to be watching this one because there's nothing else going on here in New Orleans and in the sports world tonight, right? Nothing that people in Louisiana would care about whatsoever. Uh, the Pistons, 14-26, and 10th in the Eastern Conference and kind of at a crossroads. Blake Griffin likely out for the season or looks like he's going to be out for the season. And do they just blow it up and maybe trade Andre Drummond, who's been pretty good this year for them? They've got to kind of make a decision there, like on the bubble of competing for a playoff spot in the East. But is that really the best thing to do, given they're going to have to commit a lot of money to Andre Drummond? Apparently, he asked for a max contract this offseason, and the Pistons countered with something significantly less than that. Seems like they're going to have to end up kind of blowing this up, trading Drummond away. I don't think New Orleans is a fit whatsoever for that. But they're kind of in a weird, weird spot. And they don't, they're don't. they playing like they're in a weird, weird spot. They are not particularly great. They're on a two-game losing streak going into this game tonight. They have the 19th best offense, the 21st best defense. So they rank in the bottom third out of all of those. So they are not good overall in basically any category of that. Led by Andre Drummond, who's averaging basically 18 points and 16 rebounds per game. He's been pretty good for them. He also shoots threes kind of at times um, for him. Uh, Blake Griffin still out. Luke Kennard likely out for them as well. Derek Rose has played well for him this year off the bench. 
18 points per game, six rebounds for him. Langston Galloway's averaging 10 points for him as well. They've got Markeith Morris, another big, uh, who's putting up 11 as well. And that's kind of like that. They have Christian Wood, formerly of New Orleans. He's had a pretty good year for them um, so far and has flashes just like he did for the Pelicans at the end of last season, averaging 10 points and five rebounds per game. And Sekou Dumboya, their rookie who had a monster dunk the other day, is putting up six points and starting to get significantly more minutes. They just don't do like anything well. They're an okay shooting team, but they don't do it enough and don't shoot enough threes um, to really... Uh, um, make you feel danger from them. Like they're a good three-point shooting team, but if you're not bombing it a ton, it can only do so much for you. And they also are just turnover prone offensively. And it's only gotten worse with Blake Griffin being out. Even if New Orleans doesn't have a number of their guys in this one, Derek Favors is listed as questionable. Drew Holiday is listed as questionable. And J.J. Redick is listed as questionable. And that's an upgrade for Drew Holiday considering he had been out. And now at least there's a chance he might play. You can probably get this win even if you get like one of those guys back or the same kind of group that went out and played against the Chicago Bulls should be able to get this victory over the Detroit Pistons. But we'll see. If all three of them are out, it's still a little bit different. It can be kind of tough. So I don't know if we want to just count this as a win just yet. Um, but in theory, New Orleans is the more talented team and they should be able to get this victory. But let's be realistic. You're not paying attention to this tonight. You're going to be watching the Clemson Tigers and the LSU Tigers playing in the national championship in the Superdome, particularly if you're in Louisiana listening to this. I'm going to have both games on. I understand it. I'm a Tulane guy. You all know this. By the way, shout out Tulane men's basketball with a victory over Temple and doing some pretty good things after last season. Ron Hunter seems like an excellent hire for them. But if you, So I don't know a lot about LSU. I've been watching them. I think they're pretty good. But Matt Moscona of ESPN 100.3 and 104.5 up there in Baton Rouge, host of After Further Review from 3 to 6, knows all about the LSU Tigers. And guess what? He's part of the Locked On Podcast Network too, hosting the Locked On LSU. You podcast. So give that a listen today if you want to know a little bit more about this LSU team. Matt is probably one of the best in the business, maybe the best in the state, just period. So you definitely want to give that a listen if you want to kind of get a game day preview because he's going to have a lot of content on there for you. Locked on LSU, wherever you get your podcast from. And that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Enjoy both games tonight. I am rooting for LSU in this one. I'd like to see Louisiana bring that national title back here. So this is going to be pretty cool. New Orleans has been a little crazy, but a lot of fun these past couple of days. So I hope that they can go out and get a victory. And hopefully the Pelicans can too. So if you didn't, if you don't plan on watching the game tonight, as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, and I'll have the recap for you tomorrow.